Hi, everybody. Welcome to the fourth episode of the theme series about how to build your marketing strategy. Today, we're going to talk about how to delight your customers. Stick around. aka Lempi. Welcome back to the Not Your Marketer podcast. This is episode 14 from February 22nd, 2021. Thank you for joining me today. So this is the episode number four of the Building Your Marketing Strategy series. And today we'll talk about how to delight your customers, uh, why is it important, and how can it go wrong. So let's jump right into the topic. So before beginning to talk about this, we probably will have to make the uh, difference or speak about the difference of what it is customer satisfaction and what it is customer delight. So uh, delight, it's um, kind of a more positive and more emotional response than just have some excellent uh, service or being super satisfied about the product or service that a customer has acquired. So there are a number of empirical studies that may support the notion that this satisfaction is not quite the opposite of customer delight. So we have to think about customer delight to be one of the extremes or one of the, yeah, one of the extremes of, uh, of the spectrum, one of the uh, most, uh, I mean, beneficial uh, extremes or side of the spectrum of uh, customer satisfaction or customer experience, that would be. And the opposite is not necessarily dissatisfaction. We're going to see... Uh, some things uh, to analyze that. So, satisfiers uh, consist of some of the product features uh, that may have the potential to uh, further the customer satisfaction beyond just the basic product, okay? So, this is what will make the, I mean, this is what it's going to consist, the, the degree of satisfaction of the customer is going to consist uh, of these satisfiers, okay? So it will depend on how you fulfill those satisfier to know the level of satisfaction that your customer is going to have. So uh, some of the things, uh, if you wanted to see uh, satisf customer satisfaction like in, in a very clear um, way, we will have some uh, characteristics from uh, the product that will have some must-be requirements, satisfier requirements, and some attractiveness uh, requirements that could make uh, the case for the satisfaction. So, uh, consumer perception, for example, uh, is just a basic criteria of the product, okay? So, the must-be requirement for that matter would be that, I mean, it is required not to only meet the the status, I mean the level of or, or, or the the purpose or the value of the product, uh, but also I mean it has to perform their basic functions. Okay, so if you if you purchase a smartphone, it should at least 
uh, allows you to connect to the internet and make phone calls, okay? Then you have the satisfier requirements, which are the features and services that have the potential to increase the customer satisfaction as a whole. And this comes beyond the basic product. So aside from being able to connect to the internet and to make phone calls, a smartphone that includes uh, a high quality camera or has some other features like, I don't know, like foldable screen or a larger screen, those could be satisfier requirements. And then we have the attractive requirements, which are neither explicitly expressed nor expected by customers, but though they are surprisingly enjoyable uh, if uh, customers are presented uh, with them. Okay, so uh, coming with I and mean, having the same example of a smartphone, uh, that is smartphone to be really easy to use, to be super. Um, uh, tough, I mean, that like durable and to have an ever expanding um, experience for the, for the user that would make it more attractive. And then we have some other characteristics like uh, what is the basics or the basis of uh, satisfaction and delight. So the must be requirement is just a positive uh, quality of the, the must be requirement that it has to be expected. Uh, then the satisfier is just uh, being uh, exceeding the satisfaction expectations from the user. And the delight is going to be based on the positive unexpected events or surprises. Uh, this may come like the wow factor, right? Like, uh, how do you want to impress your customer with some things that they didn't expect it? and that are enjoyable, okay? Because we can also have uh, the case of have, having some things or features or surprises that are not expected, but not enjoyable because they are not uh, adding anything good for the user experience or the customer experience. And we have to also be aware of those things. So what are the consequences of fulfilling, fulfilling all these requirements? In the case of the must-be requirements, what we will have is that it's going to be, I mean, we are going to at least comply and fulfill all what we have stated with the product features. With the satisfier is that we are going to increase that level of satisfaction because we are going to make sure that not only we uh, comply or we fulfill the promise that we made to the customer with the product, but that we do it in a, in a great way. However, when we exceed that with uh, some other, not necessarily features, but some other things that keep adding good memories, good experiences to the customer, we are going to make it more uh, attractive, okay? So another thing that we have to bear in mind is that we have four, at least four uh, zones or spaces where the customer can be placed depending on their customer experience. The first one, I mean, we have two of them which are like very traditional, which will be the zone of dissatisfaction and the zone of satisfaction, whether we have met or not the expectations of the customer. Then we will have the zone of delight where we are going to uh, obviously, I mean, the, the customer is going to be there when we exceed the, all the expectations in a good way and we keep adding like those woe factors 
up in on top of those. And also we have the outrage and pain zone, which uh, customers are going to be there when they experience a very, very poor and unanticipated uh, scenario. Like, I mean, they have been not only disappointed, but like they are really, really outraged by how bad we perform or our product or service perform. So we didn't deliver anything. And if, if any, what we did was to do quite the opposite thing. So how can we measure delight? So there are a few things that we have to keep in mind. The first thing is that satisfaction is more about being, uh, is a cognitive kind of things. Whether delight is more effective Delight appeals to the emotions and satisfaction is more rational because it's based on uh, facts rather than just uh, perceptions. So uh, satisfaction uh, has some sort of a schema uh, to, to measure it. Like uh, you will have a list of requirements that you need to be met as a customer and the product or service either Um, fulfill them or not. So that is all. But uh, that is not the case for delight. For delight, you, I mean, as everything is unexpected, you are not going to be able to measure anything. So the good thing here is that that makes it easier for brands and companies to delight because nobody's measuring how delighted are they uh, because of something that you did uh, or that the company or the brand did. Uh, so that is a good thing. So satisfaction has a weaker memory. Uh, so people that has been satisfied with the product, they are not going to remember how good you perform unless you delight them. Because every time you get delighted, that is going to stick to your memory because it was something unexpected. A surprise. The more delighted you are, the more you're going to remember that experience and always it's going to attach to the brand or the product. So we also have to keep in mind that uh, the, the opposite of delight can also stick to the memory of the customer. So if we really have a dreadful experience or if we deliver a very, very dreadful experience to the customer, that is also going to stick on their customer's mind. So we have to be very careful about this. Uh, because uh, customers are not going to forget easily either of those experiences, okay? So either you can, if you think about the last time you had a very, very great, nice dinner or lunch at a restaurant, even if it was pre-COVID era, um, probably you would only remember the best one and the worst one. You're not going to remember Those who did okay, nothing too surprising, but it was not, 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 not bad at all. So satisfaction is also based on the fulfillment of the expectations. And delight always has to do with the fulfillment of unexpected positive surprise uh, things that are going to happen, okay? And one's experience... Uh, lead to actions that are consistent with the experience performance level. So the more you are delighted as a customer, the more engaged you're going to be with that brand. And the level of engagement is going to be equal 
to the level of delightfulness that you're going to have. And that is, of course, going to affect how you are going to spread as a customer how delighted you are. So the word of mouth is totally dependent on the delight effect. So there is a model presented by the Harvard Business Review in an article that was dated from uh, 2005 that was called the model of dissatisfaction, outrage, satisfaction, and delight. And what they present is that the mirror image of customer delight is customer outrage. And likewise, the mirror image of dissatisfaction is satisfaction. So it would happen that when you are not delighted, you are just satisfied or, e or even dissatisfied. I mean, when you as a customer are uh, not delighted, you're going to be totally outraged. I mean, this is the, the, the concept of this, of this model. So due to a customer's uh, experience with a product or service, they are going to develop expectations when non-existent existed in prior purchases. Okay, so this makes the case of, okay, if you started to delight the customer, probably you, you will have to keep up the pace with that delight effort. So having a delight, customer delight program, it's a never ending optimization process where you are going to have to figure out how to keep delivering for the sake of delighting your customers. So some of the attributes that you can uh, think about to distinguish between satisfaction and delight could be performance versus customer expectations, value, ease of use, uh, good service or a good variety of products, bundle services included with the product, and warranty. Those are probably some things related to goods or service characteristics. When you think about the purchase experience, uh, the personal and the store experience, that is going to be the, the, the differentiation differentiator factor. Also, the presence of novelty and entertainment. And thinking about the after-sales support, the availability of emergency services, the post-purchase customer support, and the service recovery ability. Those, if you try to think about a brand that levels or that works on all these levels uh, towards customer delight, probably a few names can pop up like Amazon, like Apple, probably Nike also. And the thing here is that, for example, if you think about the ease of use, uh, from the satisfaction point of view, the product or service could be used by most customers uh, after studying the owner's manual, okay? So that would be like the, the traditional way of looking or taking a look at the ease of use. Whether when the, the experience is, is about the light and delighting the product, the, the customer, the product is so user-friendly that it could be used right away. So one of the best examples of this is are the iPhones and iPad. I mean, you have a very simple manual, but you don't need to read it to start using your, your smartphone. And this is great. I mean, this is all about delight. So let's talk about some of the benefits of having a delight customer delight uh, program. Okay, so one of the things uh, can be that 
it will lower the cost. It will lower the cost of getting new customers because it's going to increase the word of mouth uh, spread. Uh, because delighted customers are more likely to tell others about their experiences and how good they felt with your product or service. Then it can also lower the selling and advertising cost for the same reason, because positive word of mouth and a high proportion of, of repeat customers are going to impact uh, your marketing budget and it's going to make it, uh, I mean, to decrease. Also, you have lower customer acquisition costs because of the same reasons. Aside from that, you have you can have higher revenues because a delighted customer is a loyal customer that is going to always come back to you and purchase more and recommend uh, and endorse the sale and the purchase of your products and services. And then you have, uh, this is a, a, a an advantage for the long-term strategy because you're going to have more brand equity uh, and this is something that some of the cases, uh, some of the examples that I mentioned uh, have like Amazon, Apple, Nike, they have a lot of brand equity and it's also going to uh, make you more resistant or um, less susceptible to new entrants to the market. So there are a few things that companies and brands should do should they want to focus uh, into delivering delight instead of just mere satisfaction. So the first one is that they have to be, you know, be aware of the need for organizational change to establish delight objective. I mean, this is not... This is not easy and it's not going to be applicable to a brand or a, an organization that doesn't have that embedded into the workforce. Also, they will have to listen to the customers to, to assert and assess what's important to them. And not only because, I mean, not only on the, on the terms of the features that they, they're looking for, their products, but I mean how do they use a product and how they can make, I mean, how you can make their life even better with the same product that they use for solve their problems and issues. Also, you have to empower the employees so they can go the extra mile without any repercussions and usually incentivating that they do so because happy employees, empower employees, encourage employees are going to make happy customers. And another thing that you have to also keep in mind is you have to make a measurement of the customer delight and the loyalty uh, a priority for the company. You will have to do a measurement. How good are you performing so that whenever things may be a little bit off, you do the change that needs to be done. So, some th things can go wrong also because as I mentioned before, um, once you start delighting your customer, they are going to be expecting that from you. So, one another example. I mean, if you purchase a, an Apple product, you're going to be hoping to be delighted with the new uh, operating system when they launch a new ones, with new models, with new features. So, it is uh, an incredibly hard task for Apple to keep up the pace so that they can keep delivering that delighted 
experience, that, that delight experience, I'm sorry, to all the customers without sacrificing innovation or anything else. And one example of this uh, that I found on, on, an, on a Harper Business Review article Uh, that is super, uh, I mean, it, it portrays this situation, was uh, in the early 2000s, uh, airlines in the United States started to add uh, in uh, systems, uh, I mean, entertainment systems, onboard entertainment systems for intercontinental flights. So at the beginning, in economy class, that would be, okay? So in the beginning, customers were so delighted with their ability, I mean, by the chance that they have uh, a catalog of movies and songs and radio stations and so forth that they could listen and watch to while traveling across uh, the pond. However, a few years after that, uh, after it was introduced, a lot of complaints have to, I mean, started to, to pile on because customers wanted to uh, the catalog Uh, to be up, up, updated more regularly. Also, at the beginning, the the, the onboard entertainment system was only uh, usual during uh, after takeoff and la I mean, and not during landing. And I mean, people were starting to complain about a lot of things, like why are the headphones so bad? Why are so cheap? Uh, and so forth. So, the thing here is that obviously airlines didn't understand uh, at the moment that they needed to keep improving and keep delighting the customers. They thought that just by introducing this new feature uh, or in this new service, it was going to be uh, great for the rest of the, of the time. And it was not the case. I mean, people and customers and uh, frequent flyers were starting to, well, thinking and asking for more things. So this is something, I mean, this is a good anecdote for all of us to, to learn about. Because once we have implemented a, or started a delight, customer delight program, we have to figure out how to make it uh, profitable and how we can make it uh, sustainable in, on the long run. Because it's going to be difficult, it's going to be hard, and we have to be a lot I mean, we have to be creative to find the ways to keep delighting the customer because at the end of the day, that is going to be the best advertising, the best publicity that you can have. So that's it for today's episode. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, please join me again next Monday where I'm going to talk about the latest news in marketing, business and tech. Thank you for listening uh, once again. Feel free to send me any comments on social media or even send me a voice message on Anchor. Please share this episode with anyone that may find it useful. Uh, and if you like it, please remember to subscribe and review on any podcast platform that you use. Please be safe. See you next week. Lempy out. Lempy out.